This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Are you ready to talk about six keys to more successful investing? Yes, six <laughs> is a fabulous number. Let's go. All right. So here's the thing. Um, there are a lot of different tips and tricks to be successful investors. There's no doubt about that. And really, the world is full of noise about what you should be doing or could be doing or how to do this and that. Um, so what we've done is kind of pulled in what we think are six key factors that really, if you implement these six, are likely to help you become a more successful investor. Now, none of this is rocket science. These aren't crazy outside of the box ideas. And the thing about it is that basically there are some very prudent tried and true strategies to be a more successful investor. And if you implement them, your strategy is more likely to succeed than not succeed. All right. So the first key to successful investing is remembering that long-term compounding can help your nest egg grow. So the deal is you need to be in your investments for a long time. It's that time effect that really makes a difference. So if you're one of those get rich quick people or you're looking for an overnight scheme or if you are, I mean, this is the opposite of day trading, right? That's that's all about a quick buck. But long-term compounding is gonna help your nest egg grow. And it's because compounding helps you make earnings on your reinvested earnings. So that's the whole beauty of it, right? Growth upon growth upon growth. So basically what you're saying is you leave your money in long enough and your money starts making money and that money starts making money. Yes, exactly. So let me give you an example. You put $10,000 in at an annual hypothetical rate of 8%. In 20 years, if you didn't have any withdrawals, your 10,000 would have grown to 46,000. All right, so that's a nice number. But in 25 years, it grows to 68, which is a 47% gain over that 20-year figure. So it's the extra years in the market that make such a difference. And after 30 years, your account would be $100,627. So now, of course, that's a hypothetical example. We're not talking about the performance of any one specific investment, but the earnings upon earnings and the time in the market is what really helps a portfolio grow. All right. So interesting thing. Um, I don't know if the listeners here know that over time, I've actually purchased five different businesses. So Stirk Financial Services started in 2004. And since then, I've bought out five other financial companies as the advisors have either retired or left the industry. Well, one of the advisors that I bought out lived down in Burlington, Iowa, and a fantastic gentleman by the name of Dean. And Dean was in his late 70s when I bought him out. He'd been doing this for a long time. And Dean considered his job to be a mutual fund salesman. And he had started selling mutual funds. Guess when, Kelsey? When was that? That was back in the 1960s. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's a long time. <laughs> Mutual funds hadn't even been around that long and he was selling them. And the funny thing about it was is that I have seen this long-term compounding thing in action because of buying his business. So he had people when he was a young whippersnapper 
selling these mutual funds, he had people that put $1,000, which was big money back in the 60s, put $1,000 into a mutual fund. And over the years, if they never took any money out, that grew and it grew and it compounded and it compounded and they gifted it down to children and those people gifted it down to those children and some of those accounts are worth nearly a million dollars. And it's because that money has been sitting there invested since the 60s. Now, obviously, it's had ups and it's had downs, but money in the market over time and a good investment should help you grow a fabulous nest egg. That's a big number, 1,000 over a million. Wow. I mean, it's crazy, but I saw it happen a number of different times. And it's that time in the market that really makes a difference. So this is where my favorite line of in retirement planning comes into play, that it's never too early to start planning for retirement. (laughs) So you can let your money grow for your entire career and then hopefully live a very fruitful retirement. Absolutely. All right. The second key for successful investing is that remember, you're going to have to endure some short term pain for the long term gain. And so if you're in this, if you're in these investments, you have to remember that sometimes it's going to hurt a little bit because there are going to be down markets. There are going to be times where you have lost your shorts and it's going to feel bad. It's going to feel terrible. And that, unfortunately, is the time frame where a lot of people pull their money out because they don't like feeling that pain. And that is the absolute worst wrong thing to do. Every time in the history of the market, the market has rebounded. It hasn't not happened yet. So in a down market, it has been followed by an up market every time in history. Therefore, it's reasonable to assume that that's likely to happen again. Now, of course, if you need that money tomorrow, your money probably shouldn't be aggressively invested in the market. But if you have time until you need that money, it's okay to ensure that short-term pain so that you can capitalize on the long-term gain. In fact, Mary, I think our listeners would enjoy knowing that very quickly after the down is historically when the big parts of the up occur. So, for example... uh, missing the 10 best days in the last 20 years. So if you if you got nervous and pulled out your money in a down market when you thought it was going down or, or whatever the case may be, if you just missed the 10 best days in 20 years, 10 days. 10 days out of 20 years is not very much time to miss. No, it's, it's <laughs> two work weeks. I mean, it's very, very little. 20 years. Yes. Then your returns were reduced by almost 50%. So half. So you miss 10 days out of 20 years and you would be reduced by half. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Now, here's the thing. Six of the 10 best days occurred within two weeks of the 10 worst days. So a deep down often is followed by a sharp up. Historically, yes, that's what we've seen. So there you go, folks. That short-term pain doesn't feel good. People start to panic. People think about taking their money out. There is no denying it that the financial marketplaces are going to be volatile, but the longer that you stick with it and you stick through those troughs, you are likely to come out shining. Now, if you are a strong enough investor, 
every time you feel like pulling your money out because you're nervous or scared, if you actually put more money in, that's the best thing to do too, right? So if you do the opposite of what your emotions tell you in investing, you're likely to be more successful. Absolutely. The <laughs> Back in 2008, the last big correction we've had, uh, people who put their money in at that time are just loving Mm -hmm. (laughs) what's happened since then um people who were in before that had to had to make back up what they lost but exactly when you feel like you want to take money out that's probably the time to be putting money in it's the opposite of what our emotions are telling us to do is really probably where the more profitable um points are in the market yep you got it okay point number one was long-term compounding can help your nest egg grow Point number two is you have to endure that short-term pain for long-term gain. And point number three in our six keys to more successful investing is spread your wealth through asset allocation. This is not new news. This is something that people have been saying for a long time. Diversify, asset allocation. All it means is just don't have your eggs in one basket. We talk about it it all the time on this radio show, but it's real and it's a very big deal and you want to spread your risk out. And by doing that, uh, spreading out among among multiple different asset classes and industries and countries and investment types, you're reducing your risk and you're also getting exposure to all the opportunity in all the other areas of investing. In fact, there's a lot of studies that show that the basic decision about how to divide your money between stocks or bonds or cash is probably more important than your subsequent decisions over exactly what companies to invest in. So I'm not saying that that always holds true, but I am saying that there are a lot of studies out there that show that asset allocation by itself is responsible for the biggest load of portfolio performance than anything else. So there's a method to the madness It all depends on how much risk you're willing to take as to know how much to put into stocks or to put into bonds or to put into large cap or mid cap or international and things like that. But the bottom line is asset allocation is a very important key to more successful investing. All right, we have a great giveaway this week that we are going to uh, give to anyone who calls in or uh, goes to our website and requests it. We have a brochure that is the six keys to more successful investing. It's going to go over all of the six points that we talk about today. So give us a call at 605-217-3555 or go to our website and request the six keys to more successful investing booklet. And uh, hopefully we'll get you on your way to some more successful investing. I also just want to let people know that we have a great seminar coming up. If you're interested in more successful retirement planning, we have a retirement readiness seminar coming up on September 20th. So you can register. We're starting to get short on space. So if you still want a seat, get out there and and let us know and we'll save you a seat for that. But retirement readiness will help you prepare for that next big chapter in your life. Kelsey, I think liquidity is one of the most important things people need to blend into their portfolio. Absolutely. It, it, it's a, another balance. You need to have some, but it doesn't all have to be liquid. But it's something that you need to be having a conversation about. And you need to be deciding what's the right percentage for you. And a lot of times that's going to depend on your age or how close to retirement you are. It's not always the same for every person. But if you need to get access to that money, there's a certain certain access level you need to have with your investments that needs to be able to get to without having any additional charges. Now, let me 
make sure everybody hears me say not every single piece of your portfolio needs to be 100% liquid necessarily um, because there can be some uh, bigger returns earned in things that are less liquid. Um, but you just need to make sure you weigh that and get the right balance for your portfolio. Right. So when you look at your overall portfolio management, there's a piece of it that it's okay if it's not readily convertible to cash. And liquidity just means you can cash it in and get your cash back. I mean, that's that's how easy it can convert to cash in your hand is what liquidity really means. But there should be a part of everybody's portfolio or everybody's money that they have access to liquid cash because we need liquid cash once in a while. Sometimes things break. Sometimes there's emergencies. You need to be able to get cash today, tomorrow, within five days. Um, we call that your emergency money um, for those emergency situations. And then other parts of your portfolio can, can be something that's a little bit longer to get. Um, but you should always have that emergency cash available. And here's why the liquidity matters. Because you don't want to have to sell an investment and take a bath on it because you're getting out too early if you happen to need money for something. You want to be able to go to a source of money that you can easily convert to cash when you need chunks of money that might have been unexpected. You don't want a fire sale situation for things. All right, the fifth key to investing is called dollar cost averaging. And basically that means investing consistently and investing often. So when you invest in something monthly, doing a monthly investment of the same dollar amount each month, that is what dollar cost averaging is. Most people that are uh, doing their 401k plan um, participating, they're doing this. So when you participate in your 401k plan and money comes out of your paycheck and it goes into your 401k, that's happening on a systematic basis. That is a form of dollar cost averaging. Now you don't only have to do that in a 401k. You can do it in virtually any kind of investment that you'd like to. But by doing that, you're buying into the market at multiple different points across the year. And you're probably going to hit some highs and you're probably going to get hit some lows, but they call it dollar cost averaging because over time you will be averaging out the cost of the, the shares that you purchased or the investments that you purchased by only buying a few shares when it was high and buying a lot of shares when it was low. Right. And now, of course, obviously, dollar cost averaging can't guarantee you a profit or protect you against losses if the market's declining. But what it does do is it buys more shares when they're low, and then those shares are going to profit more when the market recovers. And it's going to buy less shares when the market's high. And so you have less shares that decline if the market declines. It is one of the proven ways to result in longer term successful investing. And that's why we like dollar cost averaging. Mm -hmm. I, and I think it's funny, you know, the investment world is it's so typical in this industry to give it like a big fancy name that sounds a little scary, dollar cost averaging, when all it means is invest the same amount of money monthly. <laughs> yeah, invest the same amount of mon money monthly, exactly. And this takes the emotion out of it. it if does. you just put the same amount in every single month, regardless of what the, the news and the media are saying the market's doing, then you're investing without emotion, which many times is, is a good idea. Yeah. And so the alternative to dollar cost averaging would be something like timing the market, which I think is generally speaking a pretty bad idea because generally it's unprofitable guesswork. <laughs> I mean, we can call it what it is. If you think about what we said earlier in the show, that the 10 best days in the, la in the last 20 years, you'd have to have hit them 
10 days out of 20 years, the chances of calling that right are so unbelievably small. If we could do that, we would be doing that. And computers can't do that. Algorithms can't do that. Or we would be timing the market if it was possible. So that's why we don't recommend that you do it. That's why a consistent, predictable approach like this is more effective. Um, there's kind of an interesting um, idea that's out there in the market that's called sell in May and go away. That's a timing strategy that a lot of people use. They, they tend to think that oftentimes there's a summertime slump um, or, um, you know, the October might be the worst month of the market. So they'll sell in May and they'll buy back um, when the market's maybe down in October. And a lot of people think that that's a strong strategy. But according to Oppenheimer Fund's, If you did the sell in May and go away strategy, and if you did that every year since 1926, that would have reduced your returns by 76%. So let me just say again, market timing is not the answer here. (laughs) And it generally has a pretty devastating impact on the returns in a portfolio. So, all right. Point number six for six keys to more successful investing feel like we need a drum roll. Sorry. (laughs) 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 Buy and hold, but don't buy and forget. (laughs) There we go. I like that because, you know, if you're not market timing and if you have a solid investment, you should buy and hold it until it's time to not hold it anymore. But what a lot of people do with a buy and hold strategy is that they hold it and then they stop paying attention to it. And there's a number of things that can occur when, when that's the situation. Um, anything from you, you have a holding that, that goes south and really you could take advantage of something better and, and maybe have a better chance at making some more earnings, all the way to you have a, a gigantic skew in your investment. So uh, we talked about asset allocation earlier. If you never go back to that original allocation that you started with, then you're going to probably see some skew long-term because over time, different investments are going to uh, take over and be stronger or others aren't going to be as strong. And when you get out of um, out of whack like that, then it puts you at a, a little higher exposure than maybe where you should be in certain asset classes. Right. And that's why we've developed our system of tracking that's proprietary to the way we do things at Stark Financial is that every quarter we look at every holding and look and see how they're doing against their peer group. So, you know, we've talked about how asset allocation is so important, but it's it's not a fair comparison to say, how did your international fund do against your small company you know, domestic American-based fund. They're two totally different sets of markets. What you want to do is say, how did your international fund do against all the other international funds out there? Or how did your small cap fund do against all the other small cap funds out there? Now, if you're doing well, if you're above average in performance, then keep holding that baby. I mean, that's your buy and hold. If it's doing well, just keep holding it. But if it's not doing well, if you're, let's say your international fund, that is not doing well, it's below average, and there's a thousand choices out there, don't hold it. Don't hold a dog. Because if you have a thousand choices out there, that's where you want to buy and not forget about it. You still want that international exposure, but it's going to make sense to be positioned in one that's consistently above average. Yeah, Mary, I I think this is an area when we talk about it that people, their their eyes kind of get big because they don't realize there are literally tens of thousands of mutual fund choices in the world. So when we're talking about mutual funds and whether the one you're in or the the investment in your 401k and whether the one you did or you're in is performing well or not, if it's not performing well, 
you have a lot of other choices that you can potentially go to. So why not explore that option and stay in something that is above average? Absolutely. So buy and hold, but don't buy and forget about it. That is our sixth key. So, you know, I think that um, successful investing is kind of like following a recipe. You know, you put in the right ingredients, you stir it up, and hopefully you have something that tastes good. Um, So our recipe... Our six keys for more successful investing. Number one, long-term compounding can help your nest egg grow. Number two, endure the short-term pain for long-term gain. Number three, spread your wealth through asset allocation. Number four, consider liquidity in your investment choices. Number five, dollar cost averaging, invest consistently and often. And number six, buy and hold, don't buy and forget. All right, so these six keys are available to you. Just give us a call at 605-217-3555, and uh, we'd be happy to send them to you. Or you can go onto our website at strictfinancialservices.com and request them. And while you're at our website, go ahead and sign up for our Retirement Readiness Seminar coming up September the 20th. We'd love to see you there. Thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. Call us at 605-217-3555. For a free brochure, Six Keys to More Successful Investing. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Insurance offered through Sturk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial. Sturk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dune, South Dakota 57049, and can be reached at 605-217-3555.